Today, we're going to talk to a couple of podcast hosts who are going to give us some cool strategies they've learned from their guests, including one about a seller who manufactures his own products running multiple 3D printers 24-7. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Not sure on what main image you should choose from, or maybe you don't know whether buyers would be interested in your product at a certain price point. Perhaps you want feedback on your new brand or company logo. Get instant and detailed market feedback from actual Amazon Prime members by using Helium 10 Audience. Just enter in your poll or questions, and within a short period of time, 50 to 100 or even more Amazon buyers will give you detailed feedback on what resonates with them the most. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash audience. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And from all over the world today, we've got a, a couple of guests, and it's very interesting. This is actually symbolically an interesting episode because we have all kind of all four of our Helium 10 podcast represented today. So first of all, obviously, this is the Serious Sellers Podcast. My shirt, for those who can see on, on YouTube, is the original logo of the uh, AMPM podcast, you know, the the one that started Helium 10 way back in 2016, 2015. And then on uh, as my guest today, we have the host of Serious Sellers Podcast, Auf Deutsch, Marcus, and Serious Sellers Podcast in Espanol, Adriana. Welcome, guys, to the show. Hi guys. Hello, hello. Thank you, Bradley, for having us. Awesome. Now, to be here. I wanted to bring you guys back to kind of celebrate, you know, the first year uh, of each of your podcasts uh, in German and Spanish and then, see, you know, see what we can see what we can learn, uh, you know, like um, you've had probably like 50, 52 guests and uh, or at least 45 because we have bigger better launch episodes in there as well. So like 45 guests that you've had, so I'm sure you've learned some cool things that you can share some strategies. Now, Marcus, how's um uh, you know, aside from doing the podcast, obviously you, you know, you dabble in Amazon yourself and you have a lot of uh, students, you have your own YouTube channel and things. Uh, before we start talking about, you know, some of your strategies from podcast guests, what, what's been going on with you and, and, and just in general, what you know about Europe uh, in this year, you know, in America, you know, the, the kind of hot topic is the economy and infl inflation and, and, you know, maybe recession and things like that. And, and money is very hard. I'm just curious, what's the what's going on in Europe as far as as far as e-commerce? Yeah, I think that that's the point that uh, we see like everywhere over the world. And uh, we had a couple of really strong years with a pandemic, like everybody yep. uh, went to online shopping and now it um, got into a recession. But as I heard, there are a lot of Amazon sellers that are still doing very, very good. So um, it depends in what niche you are and how you're set up. Okay. All right. Interesting. So, so similar situation as, as us here in America. Definitely. Now guys, Adriana is a, is an interesting story. You know, she was first uh, on this podcast long, long time ago at, on, on one of my brand new sellers podcast where she had just started selling on Amazon years ago. And, and I just brought on different people who were just starting off. And then she became a very successful seller, became the uh, host of the podcast. Now she even has her own YouTube channel and stuff. So it's really been cool to see, you grow now 
my question to you, Adriana, is, you know, you've been selling on Amazon for a long time now. What about, you know, when you were working full time and then also plus now doing the podcast and, and doing your doing your own thing? Like, have you had enough time to really concentrate on your Amazon business? Has that gone up? Has it gone down? What's been going on there? Yeah, well, I feel like uh, at the end of the day, it's all now that I'm full time doing both, you know, the podcast and then, of course, my Amazon business and, and my YouTube channel. I feel like, I mean, it's Amazon all day long, right? Before when I used to have a, a full time job, I it was, you know, in a different industry. So I, I feel like I was, you know, my brain had to do a little bit of adjusting when it came to changing topics in my head. Right. And now all day, even though, of course I need to, you know, change from recording the podcast to, you know, going back and perhaps doing some inventory management and all that, but it's everything, you know, every activity that I do all day long, every day is Amazon related. Right. So I, I learn a lot from, from the guests actually that I, that I have on, on the podcast. I'm like, Oh wow. Like I've never thought about, let's say email marketing, right? Like, yeah, I knew it was, you know, it was another strategy over there, but I, didn't know how powerful it was. So actually I end up implementing what I learned from, from guests. I'm very lucky to be in that position that I, I get to implement whatever we, we discuss. So, in the so, podcast. so like I, you're, like, you're asking questions to the guests <laughs> and then uh, our <laughs> listeners are taking notes, but then they're at the end is at least taking notes. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do that in my own business. I like of that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. I like and I, I love it. And I feel like, um, I love it that I get to, I, I have actually become friends with, with some of the podcast guests and I'm like, Hey, yeah, you know, and we start to discuss the whole, you know, their business and my business, et cetera. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, cool. Now, now Marcus, you know, uh, I want you, you've been interviewing, I, I didn't count, like I said, like maybe 45, 46 guests. So one thing I ask you guys to do is, is prepare some cool, like tips or strategies. And we'll talk about other things too, but let's go ahead and start off with what's, who is the, uh, who's the guest of your first strategy and what is their strategy? Yeah, I went over the list and really had to sort it down to someone, to a f like really five that was hard. And um, for number one, I uh, chose the first guest I ever had on the show. He's a young guy. His name is Vinod. And he had an um, amazing story. He just started. He, he just had $900 to start. That's not a lot for Amazon. Wow. And uh, like... You hear numbers all over the place and you hear like a lot of people say you uh, Amazon change, you need like $10,000. And he started with 900 and now after two years, he's uh, he just rented out his second warehouse. So he uh, started with wholesale and he he saw like it's working, it's he can do it and he can make money with it. So he asked um, in his family for more money to... Um, buy more products and like after a year of course like when you have a, a new company you can't go to a bank but after yeah. a year he already had the numbers and he could apply for a bank loan and now he's um he's running his second warehouse uh, for his own products so that was really was impressive. he mainly selling in in europe or was he also selling yes. in usa yes he's um selling in europe and he's uh he's still just buying from europe because um with his initially uh, tight budget of $900, he couldn't um, um, buy private label products from China. Um, so he started with wholesale and now he uh, made contacts with manufacturers in Europe. And um, so he's in a quite unique position because a lot of people go to China. He's buying from Germany and uh, Europe. So that's what is working good for him. 
I like that. You know, so some people out there might be listening and they're thinking, hey, I don't have enough money to get started. And yes, you know, it's true that if you have more money, it may be, you know, relatively a little bit easier to uh, to get started on on Amazon. Uh, but hey, if, even if you have, you know, even less than a thousand, you guys remember I did that project 5k where I launched like 10 different products for a total of $5,000. Well, Hey, you only got $900. Well, maybe don't start with private label. You got to start with wholesale a little bit and build up that capital. So that's a, that's a good story. And that was, uh, the first episode of the serious sellers podcast Alf Deutsch. So guys go take a listen to that. If you speak, uh, Deutsch, Sprechen Sie Deutsch, then go ahead and, uh, uh, listen to that. Uh, Adriana, what about you? Who's your first guest you're going to talk about and what was their story or strategy? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm impressed by all of them, really. Uh, the ones that come to mind, um, I remember Jose Vicente from, I, I think he was in episode, I have it here written down. He was episode 31 and he's from Spain and he went from zero, from not selling on Amazon to two years later, he's selling more than 1,500 uh, ASINs, which is crazy. Of course, wow. he does a little bit of private label, a little bit of, of wholesale too, I think, and it's just crazy. He was just like, you know what? I just put my nose down basically and started the whole thing. And I know if, you know, if other people were making it work, then I, I should too. So do you remember some little things from him? Like, like how do you get to, to 1500? What did you say? 1500 ASINs? Yes. Too? Mm -hmm. And that was private yes. label? Uh, not all of them. No, but he, okay. he has done a little bit of wholesale and now he's doing uh, private label too, but it's, it's great. Yeah. You also, I'm like, trying to make the math of how many, you know, how many products you have to launch every day, right. Yeah. To get to that number. But somehow he, he has managed to do that in like 24 months. And he's like, you know what? I went all in. Um, I was trying other businesses and you know, none of them worked at, at least for him at that point. And he was like, let me just go in. And as he started to see that these products were working, he just, he was like, you know, I was doing like 18 hour, you know, days and, and starting this business, et cetera. And he just, he just made it. So it's pretty impressive. Like it's for me, it's like, of course I cannot, I don't know how he manages that. He's like, yeah, not, not a, a lot of them are selling, you know, like, you know, 50 units a day, of course not. But it's like, I try to launch a ton of variations, right? So not all of these ASINs are like unique, you know, ASINs. Yeah. They have like, you know, seven variations. One product has seven variations. And that's the way he also tests his ideas, right? He's like, okay, you know, they, they like this color more or like they like this size more or whatever the case. So it's, so it's a, um, yeah, I guess the total amount of uh, SKUs are, of course, variations of the same product. But I mean, it works for him, so... Yeah. You know, well, well here, here, guys, you know, like one takeaway that I have, you know, the, uh, Adriana and Marcus didn't collaborate together or talk about who they are going to choose because, you know, Spanish and German podcasts are completely separate. But independently, they both chose people who've had success stories with, with mixing different modes of selling on Amazon. So sometimes we get too laser focused, like I'm only going to be a merch by Amazon seller. I'm only going to be private label seller. But sometimes the path to success is doing a mix of things. And guys, I'm one of them, you know, like uh, my Project 5K account. Um, has been wholesale. It's been arbitrage. Uh, it's been uh, private label, and all three at the same time. And you know, more multiple streams of of income, even under one you know income of Amazon. Uh, you know, it, it's good not to have all your eggs in in one basket. So that's interesting parallel here between these two stories. All right, Marcus, who's your second uh, strategy or story that you wanted to talk to us about? Yeah, my second story is uh, from my first female guest on the show, Beate. Uh, it was show number ten. And uh, she worked as a goldsmith and she was speci specialized in wedding rings and people came to her shop and uh, discuss what they want. And she was building in it with silver and gold. And suddenly the pandemic uh, hit 
and all wedding were cancelled. Like nobody was buying wedding rings anymore, and that was her only business. And she said, "Okay, what uh, what should I do now?" And she thought, "Okay, maybe I look on Amazon. Is there is there a market? Of course, there's a market." But that's dominated by big brands like Fossil, Hilfiger, Michael Kors that do like uh, like fashion jewelries, like like really cheap prices, like around ten euros. That's uh, or ten dollars. Uh, that's like something completely different from her business. But she noticed that uh, these brands, their products look quite the same because maybe they have to sell worldwide on every market, so they. Uh, don't um, uh, go too far out. They play it safe. And uh, she bought parts and finished them in her workshop and uh, started to sell her own um, jewelry around that price um, on Amazon. And now after two and a half years, uh, she is approaching seven figures in revenue. So that was a really great takeaway when you see like a niche and you're scared because they're only big brands maybe you can do something like a local style, like adapt to something they don't uh, want to, and you can still make money in that niche. It was really awesome to see. Interesting. And that there, there's another, there's another you know story guys, you know, like we have a man and a woman here and in, in, in Amazon males and females all over the place, you know, have success. And you know, you might think that that's a no brainer, but for those of us who've been around the space for a while, remember we go to Amazon conferences like five years ago. It was like ninety percent guys, you know, at these conferences. Right. Maybe Adriana was the only woman sometimes when you go to a when you go to a conference. But it's you know, it's definitely something that I see more and more women also having a lot of success, even sometimes more success than their male counterparts. So if you if you're uh, if you're a woman listening to this, you know, please you know use some of our our guests as inspiration to to uh, to to get started on Amazon as well. Um, Adriana, who's your second guest that you like to talk about? So I'd like to talk about Gonzalo and Arturo. And they, they were on episode 20, 21 of this podcast. So it's been a while. This was back in May. I love Gonzalo's story because he's a fan. He loves riding motorcycles, right? And he actually had an accident uh, when he basically, he got almost run, run off, right? By, by a truck. And he was like, how come this guy, like, how come he didn't see me right on the road? And, and, and the guy, yeah, basically that guy who was about to hit him, he told he, him that, that they hadn't, uh, he just didn't saw Gonzalo on the road. And so he was like, okay, so that actually gave him uh, an idea for, for the product, right? And he, he basically developed um, a brand of backpacks for bike riders, right? And, and and they have these really cool colors that actually stand out at night, which is basically for, for their protection, right? And he developed that basically from, from that um, accident that he had. And it's crazy because it has gone, um, I would even say viral, right? Inside of Amazon and, and in, in social media as well. And mm-hmm. he's doing very, very well from, from that brand. Um, and he, of course, joins us every, every Friday, right? At the Elite Members uh, Call. And, and we catch up on that. And he's always like, he's, he always has the same problem, right? He's like, I run, I run out of inventory. And I'm like, well, that's an amazing problem to have, you know, like, I know it's stressful, right? Because it's like, I don't want to lose my ranking. And of course, I don't want to lose um, getting any sales, right? But it's like, he he basically cannot get enough inventory in his hands to to sell, um, to basically always stay in stock in, in inside of Amazon, right? And so I think that's a pretty 
pretty amazing story. Arturo as well. He, he has been selling on Amazon for a few years now. He's also very successful. He's doing it from Honduras. And basically, yeah, he just, he learned about this, um, basically business model. He was like, let me just go all in in this. So it was great to talk, to, uh, with people from South America that are doing great in, in Amazon. Yep. Another, another, another great story. I don't, I don't think I've interviewed anybody from, from South America on the show, but there's a lot of people from that continent, even though there's, you know, outside of Brazil, there's no Amazon, you know, active there. You know, we've got Amazon active now, you know, uh, in Africa, uh, uh, North Africa and, and, you know, Asia and Europe and Australia, but, but, you know, nothing going on in South America outside of Brazil, but a lot of people are having success, uh, there, uh, Marcus back to you. For my uh, next story, um, I want to talk about Mikhail. He was on show 37. And I liked how he's thinking uh, uh, outside of the box to increase sales. He's in the office niche sales, uh, in, in the office niche. And uh, he's, he's already got a lot of ASINs on Amazon. And he was thinking, like, how can I increase my sales? And uh, he discovered that a lot of office supply shops will buy from him. Uh, because everybody knows Amazon and everybody knows like a bestseller on Amazon must be popular everywhere. So he brings his products in retail stores. And uh, what he found out is um, that there are a lot of stores that are really open to have a difference in their product line to like Walmart. Because like we as Amazon sellers, we think like what would be the next cool product I can sell. But maybe that's the same uh, what like a store owner is thinking about. So these guys are um, actually open to sell products. And he's also contacting schools and uh, government agencies and selling his office supplies to them. So I thought like that was a, a really smart move. Like everybody's thinking like, yeah, um, could I sell on a other Amazon market like international, but you can already sell around uh, your house in your city, in your uh, country. Okay. Another good one. Another Excellent. good one. You know, like mm-hmm. along, along the same lines, um, just, you know, we're kind of like differently. You know, I, I think about uh, some of the guests I've had, uh, like Sean from Creative, who, who is Korean and he lives in, uh, but he lives in America. And then, you know, he, he knew that there's a lot of uh, Korean people living in America, you know, expats or what have you. Um, or just a lot of people interested in Korean culture because they're they're fanatical about Korean dramas and music like me. But there was a lot of search volume for a lot of Korean brands that just weren't available in the United States. So so he was able to you know use some of his connections back home in Korea and import a lot of products. So there's there's another thing like if you're living in another country, guys, that that's not your native country, and you know of some brands, uh, you know that that have search volume or that that people are interested in. You know, you you might you know have a better position than 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 a native uh, of the country you're living in. Like you know, Sean could import Korean stuff better than I could. You know, I I don't have connections in Korean factories or or the ability to negotiate with them in their language and things like that. So there's another way that you know thinks thinking of international um things that you can do, and and you, you kind of can do that. You don't have to be native of a country to to do that. Like you know, if you have translators or something. And then you see some strange keyword that has search volume in, in Amazon and you find out that it's from a certain country and, and nobody has started importing it. You know, take advantage of of those kind of things. Uh, don't let the international thing stop you. Uh, Adriana, back to you. Who's your, who's your next one you want to talk about? Yeah, so actually I talked to two guests and, and this where I know it's two separate 
episodes, but I think that topic was, um, they were talking both about SEO and email marketing. So basically strategies that are not, you know, your typical optimize your PPC or your Amazon ads, you know, because of course, us sellers, we are always, you know, uh, working on our campaigns and investing a lot of um, PPC, but uh, Jordi Ordonez from episode seven and then, and then of course, yeah, no, episode six actually. And then mm-hmm. um, Ivan Enriquez from episode 27, they were both talking about SEO and email marketing. And, you know, we as a seller, we hear a lot about, you know, Amazon PPC and, you know, paid advertising inside of Amazon. And we know, you know, there's of course SEO and email marketing, but sometimes we don't even know how useful and that, how helpful focusing on on those strategies can be, right? They, both of them, they're from Spain and they sell uh, most of their products in Spain as well, or in actually in in all of Europe or most uh, countries in Europe. And they, you know, they were, Jordi was just saying, he was like, you know, we have, I mean, Google, how come we don't pay, you know, enough attention to SEO inside of Google, right? He's like, of course, you know, if everyone's, if your competition is focusing on, you know, display ads inside of Amazon and all of that, which of course is important, but you, many people, I mean, we all go to Google to search information about products or, or ask questions, right? Even on YouTube too. So he was, he was sharing with us some strategies, some strategies to basically get on the first page of, of Google. Right. And Ivan Enriquez, he was telling us a little bit more about email marketing. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, like I've heard about email marketing and I know, you know, it's there, but how, how effective is it? He's like, well, do you check your email like every day and you know, more than once a day? And I'm like, yeah, I check it all the time. Like it's the first app. Well, after seller central, right. But it's the first, the, the other app that I, that I check you know, in the morning, right. While I'm having breakfast. Right. He's like, yeah, I mean, even if you perhaps don't check all of the, you know, the emails in your inbox, you are seeing, you know, it's this, this brand, you see this, the name of this brand every single day, right. When you're subscribed to a, a newsletter or, or whatever other brand you're subscribed to. Right. And he's like, that makes you, uh, basically be top of mind for, for your customer. And maybe he's not, you know, uh, interested in, in buying your product today, you know, maybe, or, or this month, but maybe in January, you know, your product comes in handy for, for him or, or her. Right. So I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. And I started digging, you know, doing, studying more about the topic and it's pretty, pretty interesting, especially because it's such a low cost strategy. Um, you can just work with, with providers such as MailChimp. There's another one called ConvertKit, which, which is a little bit more expensive. But it's nothing compared to, you know, whatever we paid on ads, right? On, on paid, adverting, paid advertising PPC. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, you, you don't have to email people every day. You can just like work on, you know, two emails per week. And, you know, you can reach your entire, uh, a, a ton of people, thousands of people, right? And he's like, and it's not expensive. And they, and they keep remembering or having your, your brand top of mind. So I thought that was a very interesting I actually started uh, emailing my my customers via. I use ConvertKit because I do have a, a large email list, and 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 I'm getting good up and up and rates, and it's very interesting. I'm planning, uh, you know, for the next time that I launch a product to email them and you know share with them a coupon in there to help me actually, you know, for the launch part of of, of this new product. I think I, I understand the the power of this. You know, even with low conversion rate, it's very cheap. But how do you even get? You know, I, I, we all know that Amazon doesn't give us necessarily email addresses of our customers. So how do you, how are you building that list or are you buying these uh, lists? 
No, I would never buy email lists. And actually, Ivan, he mentioned he mentions that in, in the episode. He's like, yeah, never do that because it's against the rules. And also, you know, the up and rates and all that. It's just like very, you know, the, the result from, from that is it's just like, it's not, not good at all. So the way that I gather emails, because I, I think gathering e- emails from your customers is just very, very important. So the way I do that is I, I have an insert inside of, of my packages and I basically, you know, tell them a little bit, you know, instructions on how to use the product. Maybe I'll use a little guarantee in there. I do have, I do make sure that I'm very careful with that and I'm not trying to, you know, to get people to visit a different landing page or whatever the case, sure. right? Like I'm not trying you know, to get them off Amazon because that's against the rules. I'm just trying to get their, their email basically to to get, you know, the warranty or, or whatever the case is. Okay, cool. All right. Back to you, Marcus. How many more do you have for uh, us, Marcus? Um, I've got two more. I've okay, got two excellent. More. Let's go and to number four. Yeah. Number four is, um, Rene. He was in podcast 42 and that was like, so awesome. Like how many different approaches people find to sell on Amazon because um, he said uh, he has a good, uh, a pretty cool product. It's uh, imagine you want to um, gift someone a voucher, but um, it shouldn't be too obvious. So he has Mm -hmm. a box for vouchers that it's imagine you have a a Rubik's cube and you have to solve it. Um, You have to solve the puzzle and then you can open the box. And, And it's something like this for vouchers. And uh, it makes it difficult to get to the voucher and you have to play with it around. It's quite cool product. Hmm. And he, do, it, um, he doesn't buy it anywhere. He's uh, printing the product uh, with his 3D printer. And um, he, that's where he started. Oh. He was into uh, 3D printing and he thought, what can I do with it? Uh, just um, it should be more than a hobby. And yeah. um, then he came with a product and he thought, okay, maybe I can sell it on Amazon. And was really cu- uh, cool, and his, he's got five printers, and they are running twenty four seven in his uh, wow. uh, in his home, um, producing his products in different colors and different sizes. And um, he told me that's a hobby for a lot of people, and they are all well connected in forums, discussing about techniques and solving issues. And I think that's a great opportunity for Amazon sellers. Like, if you have a product idea, you can find it anywhere. Like, go to a Facebook group, uh, try to connect to those people and ask, hey, can you build me like 10 units? Or um, you want to develop a prototype and you don't want to ship it um, to China and um, and back again and discuss it. Like, find someone near you who's into 3D printing and get your product prototype done and then you can uh, send it to an agent to find a, a manufacturer who can do it in big numbers so that was a, um, quite um, quite amazing story from him interesting so like five 3d printers going 24 yeah. 7 like his own yeah. manufacturing uh plant there that's that's that that's interesting it'd be, it'd be interesting to like kind of like see the roi on that you know to see like how, how expensive those are and then and then how fast it takes to to get your money back but that's a that's definitely a way to kind of like hurry up and and um, you know with with the supply chain process. You know while your competitors right. are are having to ship things back and forth and take months to produce and worry about import taxes and getting stuck. You here you are just printing away and you can also keep lower inventory numbers, mm-hmm. uh, you know on hand and just just supply to Amazon. Especially now or in Q4 at least in the United States, uh, they put inventory restrictions again on a lot of people. Uh, did they do that in in Europe? Did you hear of any yes, buddy or yourself yes. where where 
they have like is it like size restrictions like hey this size tier you can only send this much is that what was happening over there too marcus yeah yeah that's the same for different size tiers you have different okay wow i didn't realize that amazon germany and other places had how about you adriana did that affect you on your and your accounts where where you know you were fine with inventory and then all of a sudden you were you know amazon put a restriction and you couldn't send any more in for a while yes Yes, it's funny because the next guest I'm going to talk about is someone that actually he's very good at, at basically managing his his logistics and his production and manufacturing. He also does a little bit of manufacturing here in in Mexico. So I, I thought that was I, this wasn't planned, but I didn't know Marcus was going to talk about uh, <laughs> someone that, that was doing that. But he's doing something very similar, actually. This is from episode 50 and his name is Alfonso. He's from Mexico and he was just like, uh, so he started selling not too long ago. I think it was during the pandemic. So maybe like two years ago. And yeah, he, he heard about the opportunity and he was like, yeah, I went, he, he I remember he, he says um, that he actually, he was like, I just locked, I got locked in my room. And he was like, he told his wife, like, you know what, I'm going to study this, this thing for, for a month and, and, and let's see. Right. And so he launched a few products and now he actually, so the way he manages his, or can actually make his margins, you know, be, be healthier is by basically trying to get, you know, parts of, of the products from China, you know, basically from his former supplier in China. And then a manufacturer or put, you know, all of the elements together here in Mexico. And then he ships it uh, because he sells on Amazon US. And so interesting because he's like, you know, that way I can, uh, as Marcus said, right, you know, I can come up with a product within, you know, like a week or two weeks maybe, and then just send it over to to Amazon US and test it out. You know, I'll, maybe I'll send 20 units. And, you know, of course the cost of that is not, it's not too much. And of course he lives in the North part of Mexico so it can get to Texas, you know, whatever he, he shifts to the U.S., mm-hmm. it can get there in like two hours or three hours tops, right? He's wow. like, so that's a really good way to test, you know, product ideas and see, you know, if people are even interested in that, right? And so he keeps his margins pretty in pretty healthy, I would say, because he manages to innovate his products because, you know, he doesn't have to buy the finished product from China and, th- and then ship it over to, to the yeah, U.S. Yeah. He's like, I, I can get it here. And then, of course, work on a, you know, really nice packaging and, of course, increase the price if I if I work on a really nice packaging, etc. So he, he manages that. So basically, before, instead of buying the product in China and just sending it over to the U.S., he gets it here first. He works on it and, and just adds a little bit more of design and just um, packaging, nice pa- packaging and all that. And he gets it in, in to the U.S. in like three weeks. And he's like, if it doesn't work, it's fine. You know, like maybe I just I just created 20 units on that and it's fine. And I'll, I'll just work on the next product. So I thought that was a very, very interesting, um, you know, th- thing that he has going that many uh, other sellers don't. Right. So that's that's a, an advantage over there. OK, interesting. Now, just real quick, I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been selling on Amazon for a while. You live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I would assume, though, I think I've talked to you about this before, but almost all your products are made in China. Is, is that is yes. that correct? Yes. So why mm-hmm. have you just personally not manufactured in Mexico? You know, you you would have the advantage over me, for example, you know, who doesn't live in Mexico. Yeah. Is it because there's only like certain, maybe like certain products which are better to do in Mexico and, and others, it's still better to do in China, even for a Mexican person like yourself? I feel like at least my excuse has always been that I just don't, perhaps I, I don't have the team 
uh, that would help me perhaps, you know, manage uh, a warehouse here in Mexico and then someone mm -hmm. that will help me, you know, people that are working at, at the warehouse, right? Um, yeah. But now that I talk to Alfonso, I'm like, maybe I can partner up with him. And he's like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I, I can ma make this cost or what, just like Jeff Bezos does, right? He's famous for that, like turning a cost, um, a cost factor into like a, a a, a new business, right? And he's like, yeah, maybe we should partner up and maybe I should take on other clients and make this warehouse, not only, you know, um, manufacture my, my products, but I can work with other sellers to do that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, so maybe I'll look into it. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm tempted to do that. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, Marcus for your last uh, guest of the day. My last guest, uh, was a recent episode, um, number 49, um, Rolf was his name and, um, he is a patent lawyer. And he told me about design patents and the advantages for Amazon sellers. Because, like, I mean, everybody knows patents and, like, you have to make a really important invention to file a patent, like a swimming car that's also flying or something. <laughs> But, like, uh -huh. we, Amazon sellers, like, all the time, we de develop, like, small things. We make small things better. Yeah. And um, a design patent is a smaller brother of the patent. And... Uh, like Bradley, you developed your coffin shelf. Mm -hmm. um, you did a lot of research. You looked like um, with Cerebro, what are people searching? Uh, what's important for your customers? Maybe even like um, reviews, like good and bad reviews of uh, other sellers. And then you came up with your product. You know uh, what it should look like. And like a lot of Amazon sellers, they are afraid like, could my manufacturer sell my idea himself on Amazon or could he sell it to um, other sellers and um, you don't want that and with a design patent you can protect your design um, so that nobody else is allowed to sell it and Amazon will uh, react like immediately if you um, show the proof you've got the design patent they will suspend every other seller And a design patent for Germany is only $60 to, fi uh, to file. That's like really inexpensive. Ah, And it's wow. um, uh, quite inexpensive like everywhere else. So uh, that's a really interesting way if you have a really passion product that you put a lot of time in, um, you can have like a really a great protection for that. Okay, interesting, interesting. Adriana, who's your last guest you want to talk about? Yeah, so I want to talk about Mir and her partner, Anna. Um, they were in episode 45 and 49, respectively. So I had them separate in, in separate episodes. And they were Adrian, talking you, about you've been cheating, Walmart. You know, you, 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 you've, <laughs> you've had five episodes to talk about, but you've given like 11 guests, I think, because you, you keep trying to do two for the price of one. Yeah, I that, mean, that's fine. They all <laughs> they have great stories. And, and they I mean, if they're talking about the same topic, then maybe okay, I can okay, I okay. can fit them in. Right? I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> and they're that's partners. All right. Of course. Uh, and they're partners and both of them sell in uh, on Walmart.com. And they are, I mean, I, they were like, it's mind blowing to me, like how many, how, why other people are not doing this? Like other sellers, especially sellers that have experience selling on Amazon, right? Because I mean, it's so much easier. Of course, it, of course, you know, it's, it's a different platform, but it's like, if you already know how to sell on Amazon, how come you're not already putting that skill set? Uh, to work basically to sell on Walmart. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. They're like, yeah, I mean, the, the costs are just like so, so different, you know, PPC here in Walmart, it's basically, you don't, you almost don't have to worry about PPC here on Walmart. The way you launch products, it's just, 
it's easier to get to page one. Uh, people already trust the, the brand. I mean, Walmart has been in the U.S. for I don't know how many years, right? So people are already trust the brand Walmart. They are great when it comes to doing fulfillment. They every every you know few weeks they come up with you know, you know new ways to improve their their platform and their fulfillment and all that. They're very good to sellers. Uh, they were selling that support at Walmart. You know, seller support is is great, and they're like it's mind blowing. Like I I that way I of course perhaps. You know, people are not selling the same amount of units on Walmart.com than they are on Amazon, right? But it's like, so who cares, right? If we launch enough SKUs on Walmart, you know, it's just like easier, less stressful, and it's there. And people are not paying attention to to that. There's less competition. If you're good at selling on, on basically online, right? Mm -hmm. You know about listing creation, uh, you know, keyword ranking, and that type of thing. You know, all the strategies that we already are implementing on Amazon. They're like, I don't, I don't get it. Why? why more people are not on Walmart. They're like, I mean, we're happy about that, right? Because we are, you know, the, the leaders uh, in our niches. But uh, so they're doing great on, on Walmart.com. And they're just like super excited about this new opportunity. They're like, come on, like even uh, we were just talking about this, even at the NFL games, right? They have, they're doing a ton of advertising. So it's like people, I mean, they, people trust the brand already, right? And and they're just, they just keep on growing, right? They just keep getting uh, um Mark, more market share basically from online shopping. Okay. All right. Good. Now, uh, back to, uh, back to Marcus. Now you, um, you've already given five, right? Right. Yes. All right. So now it's time here. Here's something you guys might not have known unless you listen to the latest episode. As you guys know, cause you both been on the show. I used to have, you know, the, the TST 30 second tip, but so many guests like abuse that time limit. So I change it to or meaning 30 second tip or now SST 60 second tip. Uh, so Marcus, this could be about something from your guests. It could be about something from your own Amazon business. It could be something about running a successful YouTube channel. It could be about photography, which you're professional about, but what is a 30 to 60 second tip that you can close out this episode with from you? Um, that would be, for example, um, like just ask questions, like uh, just try to connect to people. I'm getting like questions on Instagram like yesterday and I replied to that guy and he replied with, oh, I actually didn't expect that you would write back. And it's the same like the guest I talked about, like who's uh, going to schools, government uh, agency and shops, like he's just asking and now he's selling through them. So um, like I guess a lot of people who are afraid to ask, but yeah, you, you can't fail big. Maybe yeah. you can't, uh, you won't get an answer back, but if you do, you just profit. So yeah, just ask questions. Yeah, that's good. You know, like you're not going to build your network by not talking to people. You know, you're not going to be able to close that amazing potential crazy deal that was somebody you thought you never would if you don't try and reach out. So that's a, that's a good tip. You know, sometimes we're a little bit timid like myself, like I might not like to reach out or it might be awkward, but you might be holding yourself back from opportunity that way. Uh, thank you for that. All right. Uh, Adriana, your turn. I would uh, say to basically to every Spanish speaker, um, I would say to do basically, you know, some research about the big opportunity that us Spanish speakers, we have uh, selling online in general. I mean, we have, of course, uh, Spain, we have Mexico, we have Colombia and Chile, th those marketplaces opening up soon. And of course, there's a ton of people that speak Spanish in the US and even in Canada too. So sometimes we feel like, okay, no, you know what? I need to be 
you know, very good, in, you know, at speaking English if I want to sell on Amazon. And I, and I don't know if I want to launch in Amazon US, right? Because I don't know if, you know, my English is, is, is at that level. But it's like, it's it's crazy how much how much opportunity there is outside the US too. Perhaps we can start selling on, you know, these smaller markets such as Amazon Mexico. Amazon Spain is bigger than Amazon Mexico, of course. But it's like, we can, I mean, it's, it's there. And there's so many marketplaces that we can work in um, us being Spanish speakers that perhaps we don't even know about. I mean, Amazon Chile opening up soon, Amazon Colombia op opening up soon. I mean, it's crazy. The opportunity in, is there. And maybe, you know, English speakers that don't speak Spanish, they might not want to enter these marketplaces, right? So it's, it's, it's there for the taking for us. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, you real quick, you know, we talked about these two podcasts, but, you know, I'm wearing the AMPM podcast shirt. So a couple of good episodes. If you guys haven't been listening to that, you know, it's, it's hosted by Kevin King. Um, a couple of the most popular episodes recently, episode 318 with Josh, guys, and episode episode 306, actually, with uh, Matt was another great episode. So don't forget the AMPM podcast, uh, guys. Kevin's been doing some really amazing things with it, record, uh, uh, record downloads almost every month. Now, um, uh, as mentioned, guys, if you speak German, definitely check out Serious Sellers Podcast, Auf Deutsch, and whatever you're listening on this, uh, it'll, it'll be available there. And if you speak Spanish, uh, make sure to subscribe. Serious Sellers Podcast in Espanol. And don't forget, guys, too, uh, a week after their podcast comes out, like especially on the Bigger Better Launch episodes that uh, Marcus and Adriana do, they they have a graphical one. But, you know, subscribe to their YouTube channel that is for the podcast. Uh, and, and that's uh, same 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 thing. Serious Sellers Podcast in Espanol, Serious Sellers Podcast Auf Deutsch uh, by Helium 10. You can find both of those on YouTube and, and have a visual aid on those Bigger Better Launch episodes. But then, Marcus, like uh, outside of the podcast, how can people find you on 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 YouTube? It's Amazon FBA by Marcus. If you type it, you will find me. Excellent. And Adriana, you're you have a new ish channel on YouTube. How can they find you on there? Yes, it's Amazon FBA con Adriana Rangel. Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, guys. Wait, wait a minute. Isn't that? <laughs> Did you copy Similar. Marcus with your? Uh, uh, no, you know what? Marcus has been such he. Yeah, he he taught. Yeah, he taught it. me. Yeah, of course, he has been such a, a huge mentor for me. He's like, no, this is the way. You know, you you have to work your SEO into your, uh, you know, YouTube title and all that. He has taught me a lot about titles, thumbnails. I I would say ninety okay. ninety percent of what I know. It took me a second there to think about yeah. it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ninety percent of what I know comes from from what I, I learned it. from Marcus because there he has go. been doing and, the this forever yeah and guess what if you didn't ask him you wouldn't have exactly. got all these insights just oh just yeah like uh just like he i said. wouldn't i wouldn't have launched my youtube channel if it weren't for marcus so i love it all right guys well thank you so much congratulations and really great job on bringing the podcast you know i think last month we had record numbers for both spanish and german podcasts so uh thank you so much for growing that and and let's uh let's see what 2023 has for both of your podcasts and let's let's learn some new stuff from all of your new guests you're gonna have 